Even if, even if the sun ceases to rise, even if the wind stops to blow, but the name of Slider Rover will shine and shine forever. This is the Rovers Review here on Ocean FM. Donna Ryan sitting in for Austin O'Callaghan this week, flying solo on the Rovers Review this week. Tough night at the office for Sligo Rovers yesterday. They took on Bohemians in the SSE Artricity Men's Premier Division, the seventh game of the season. Things didn't go the way of Sligo Rovers last night. Christian Novak uh, popping up with a late winner for Bowles to keep them sitting pretty on the top of the League of Ireland table and we can hear the highlights now. Akintunde, this is dangerous. Good position for Bowes. Still Akintunde gets the cross in. Afalabi just can't get ahead to it. And that does go out of play. It's good play. It's good play by McManus to spot that run of Akintunde. Got him into space and he's he's done a great little bit of skill to, to lose John right. Mahan there. Coot has it. Misplaced pass is still Coot. Goes for goal. Takes a touch and that will be a corner. He's picked up a great position here, Jessica. He's just he's come back inside. He's come in off the line. For the home side. It's Hartman. Oh, and that's almost put into his own net, I think, by Clark. That's a great delivery, absolutely great delivery. It's just inviting for someone to come in, but it's, it's so hard to defend because there's such a whip on it here. Great delivery. That's nice from Bogdan Vastuk, he still has it. He's surrounded by Bowes players. Coot heads it away, Bulger with the shot. Out of play eventually. Yeah, back to them very well there. Um, was it Hartman that had the swipe? At? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, it's just the, he just on his weaker foot. Kirk with the free kick. Coot through a few bodies. McNicholas gets there. And Rob Hennessy is just holds the plate for a moment. But we've seen, we've seen with the uh, Cork City game, Shamrock Rovers game here, it's like it's like a Rovers kick into action when they when they actually come behind. McDonald heads that down for Coot. Good work from Coot. Pulls it back for oh. McDonald. What an effort! And that's just over. Tell you what, Jessica, I thought that was dipping. It looked it from here strike. like it was just dipping in. Ali Coot, so well, just set him up nicely. Coots corner. Oh, and it looks like that's in, and it is. It's headed in. Nowak. Nowak with the goal for Bowes. And they lead at the showgrounds with seven minutes to go from a corner. And I see a couple of Bowes fans have made their way onto the pitch to join in the celebrations. 
I've said it, Jessica. Set play. They were piling on the pressure there. Um, you know, I'd like to see that back and see has someone lost them back stick because it's just it's a good delivery in into the box. But look at John Russell be very, very disappointed conceding from a set play. Here we go. It's it's a good header back stick. I don't know who's who's picking them up. Is it Nando? No, it's Bogdan, I think, yeah. Mahan trying to pick out Mata. Tries to head that down for Radisayevich. Comes to Vastuk. It's Hartman. Ball over the top. It's too close to Talbot. Talbot just trying to... So McNicholas... Gonna give this a go. Barlow's head or corner, I should say. Dealt with by Bowles. McNicholas is still there. Levac swings it in. Comes to McNicholas. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what a story that would have been. Oh. And that's what it. The most exciting part <laughs> ended at the end. But no, look, it's very disappointed for the home side. But look, Bowles overall probably played better. A draw would have been a fair result. John Russell will be very, very disappointed with the with the way the manner Sometime they conceded. Here it has finished. Sligo Rovers nil, Bowes one. That's Jessica Ferry and Alan Keane who were on commentary duty for LITV last night in the showgrounds as you heard Jessica saying there. Full time score at the showgrounds was Sligo Rovers nil, um, Bohemians one, and Luke McNicholas with probably the best chance Sligo Rovers had popping up there with a volley just inches over the bar what a strike that would have been to get uh, Rovers back on level terms would have been goal of the season wrapped up anyway but afterwards Jessica spoke with Sligo Rovers manager John Russell John that's a disappointing evening for your side how do you sum that up? Yeah disappointed to lose the game um, we knew it was going to be a tough encounter you know Bowes have been flying a lot of wins on the on the board so um, we knew it was going to be difficult um, when I look at the game now disappointed to concede a, a set play late on I felt we probably had the better of the play you know, we didn't create a huge amount in, in terms of working their goalkeeper. Um, but in terms of the possession, it was a scrappy game. It wasn't much between the sides. The draw probably was a fair result. So for us, disappointing to come away with nothing. How did you feel at halftime? It was a really, really close encounter for the first half anyway. Yeah, no, it was. It wasn't a huge amount in, in the game. I, I felt, you know, with a couple of combinations down the right with, um, with Frank and, and Bogdan and, and Fabrice, we showed some good glimpses, but um, ultimately we didn't work the keeper enough. And, and that was it. There was a game of a few chances and these games can be decided by a set play and unfortunately we were on the wrong end of it. And your defence were kept really busy in the second half as well. Like I just spoke to Derek Pender, we were talking about Afalabi and how much of a handful he was. But to credit John Mahan, he was kind of tasked with looked at, looking after him and he did do well against him. He did, yeah. yeah. We knew that they'd just go direct up to Afalabi. He's a handful, he's a strong boy. And um, yeah, he, he ran the challenge really well for them tonight and uh, he, caused, he caused some problems. How disappointed were you then to concede from a corner? Yeah, it is really disappointing. You know, it's three games in a row now and we worked so hard on it. Um, but, you know, it's ultimately we got to put the ball in the net from our end. Like, we got to try and work the keeper. We're at home. You want to be trying to win in games. So, look, we're disappointed, but I can't fault the effort of the players. You know, everyone kept going right to the end and we just have to dust ourselves down now and move into next week. The good thing is we have two games. That chance from Luke McNicholas at the end, it would have been absolutely incredible if he scored to equalise that late on, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, yeah, drop down. You've seen that over the years with keepers coming up and scoring and it did fall nicely for him. Um, but, as I said, probably one or two chances before that. I know Bogdan put a nice little ball over the top for, for Max. It would have been a, a really good finish if, if he could get on the end of that one. But, look, it was the beat tonight for us. 
big weekend next weekend then I know April is a busy month but you start with Dundalk away on Friday yeah tough venue to go um, but look we'll, we'll dust ourselves down right now everyone's disappointed but we'll, we'll be ready next weekend alright John thanks a million cheers thank you that's Sligo Rovers manager John Russell speaking with Jessica Ferry after last night's defeat against Bohemians Rovers away to Dundalk uh, next Friday in Oriel Park uh, kickoff there will be at 7.45 in Oriel Park and a tough run of fixtures now coming up for Sligo Rovers games coming thick and fast now after the international break the club held their AGM during the week as well uh, a number of key points were made by uh, Tommy Higgins Sligo Rovers chairman who on the, on the whole was pretty happy with how things are progressing both on and off the field and earlier this week I caught up with Tommy Higgins to discuss it Yes, I think everybody was fairly satisfied and we answered all the questions that uh, the members asked us and I think when all was said and done people were generally satisfied the way things ended up, yes. You spoke a lot as well, Tommy, at the AGM about enhancing the match day experience. Do you feel like that would be crucial into moving Sligo Rovers up to the next level? Um, well, we're always trying to improve. You know, the, the showgrounds, when you look back over from a generation, the, the, the actual stadium has improved a fair bit, and we just want to finish it off now with the development. But the match day experience is important. And you can see, you know, we have a new club shop, we have a new coffee shop. We want to provide entertainment for the people on the night, and I think people enjoy coming out uh, and uh, for a night at the showgrounds. And we just want to enhance that uh, match day experience. So that's what we're up to. And off the field, you could say things are going fairly well. Obviously, Rovers doing very well at the minute as well in the league. But off field matters. You're satisfied enough with that too? Yeah. Oh, it's it's a very very competitive league. You know, you can see there now. You know, one win maybe propels you two or three places up the league, and one loss would do it the opposite way. It's a very competitive, league. and I think it's going to be like that right to the end of the season. You know, we have a big game on tonight uh, uh, for um, Stiger Rovers against Bohemians and let's hope that, that we do well with there. Yeah. And just when you talk about enhancing the match day experience, Tommy, obviously you mentioned like a club shop and like there's a new coffee dock set up as well, but like what exactly are the things that are missing from the showgrounds in your view when it comes to enhancing the well, experience we'd like on to have match day? A, a good restaurant there and, uh, you know, where people can enjoy themselves. The attention is to have that open seven days a week but it's a fair bit down the road because we have to go for the funding for that yet from uh, from public funding uh, but as, as you, everybody is aware we've now got our full planning permission and we had to get the planning permission in order to apply for public funding so that was the first step in the in, in the whole uh, operation and we're delighted to get that through in a very quick time so we're now you know going on to the next phase of this so uh, we, we have to do our detailed design, which is quite an intricate uh, operation for architects, etc. And we have to go out to tender for that, and we're, at, we're in the process of doing that. Because in order to apply for public funding, you have to uh, to go to tender. And uh, it's important that we do everything by the book, because you, 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 uh, you just have to do that, and that's the way it is, yeah. And obviously... Um, Tommy, there was a update. Like the stadium de- be- being redeveloped is going to be kind of phase by phase. It's it's it'll be a long. It's a long term project, obviously, and it's going to take place over a number of years. But there was an update provided well, as well on the status of the floodlights. That'll be the next thing to yeah. The floodlights, yeah. That's that's the next thing. We're, we're funny. We're just at at the um, from from the time we got our um, our grant from the from the government on that. I mean, costs have gone up, but they've gone up from everybody all over the country. So everybody's reevaluating it, and we put in for. Uh, 
we we we've looked at the at the budget of that, and we've submitted that to the department, and we're waiting on more advice. But we hope to get that going over the next number of months and get the floodlights up. That's an important part of the redevelopment of the stadium. Yes, it'll be done. You know, expect it'll be done in phases. But I mean, if they, if, they, if if we get the money all up uh, that we're looking for, you know, we we would like to proceed with that. And the, the aim is to get everything done and completed by our centenary year in 2028. But I would hope to get it that get it done before that. That's that's the plan for the committee. Yes. Certainly seems like a very achievable goal, Tommy. And obviously, everybody in the League of Ireland knows that ultimately everything comes back down to money and it was highlighted at the AGM as well how much of a boost the European was the European run was to Sligo Rovers financially last year as well Yes and look it's not alone the finance end of it is one thing of course but it was the experience for the fans it was a wonderful summer there we had three great nights at home and three other good nights away as well so you know people want that we want it every year it's not easy in a very competitive league but that's where we want to get back to and, uh, you know, that's the aim of the club. And we're putting everything into it. Uh, hopefully, we can qualify for Europe at, at the end of the season. But it's a huge challenge. And uh, as I say, there's, there's so many clubs in... You'd nearly say there's eight out of the ten clubs going to qualify for Europe uh, this year. And there's only a guarantee of about three or four places. So uh, it's a big challenge. It certainly is a big challenge, but obviously the likes of Sligo Rovers, they've overcome these kind of challenges before in the past, and that's down through no end to the great community spirit around the club with huge fundraisers taking place as well. And just on the fundraisers, Tommy, the 50-kilometre challenge is in full swing. Now it's being launched ahead of the for the whole month of April. Yeah, but the, la- the last time I checked, there was about 15,000 raised already. Well, I'm just after looking at it there, and now we're over 19,000. Today's the first day, we'd say it officially starts today, the 1st of April, but people got started earlier. We're absolutely thrilled and delighted, and I think it, it seems to have captured the imagination of people. And uh, there's all sorts of uh, communities and uh, groups of people going out doing the walk. And it's a good, you know, we, we teamed up with the HSE and the ATU as part of a, it's, as part of a health drive as well. I mean, the, the class have gone forward last week, the evenings are getting longer and it's getting an opportunity for everybody to get out and do some walking and get some exercise. And it's good for your health as well. So it's a combination of a fundraiser from Sligo Rovers and it's a it's an opportunity to improve your health. And that's a, that, As a community-based club, we like to do things like this and I think it's uh, everybody is delighted the way things are going at present. So it's what a Saturday afternoon. I think I say maybe by tomorrow Sunday it'll have hit over twenty thousand. That's that's absolutely stunning, and we're delighted with that. Hope it keeps going. There's a, there's a full month ahead of us, so let's let's hope it keeps going. As Tommy Higgins, chairman of Sligo Rovers, he was speaking with me there, following the Rovers AGM and giving an update on stadium developments and the fundraisers as well and of course the 50 kilometer challenge in full swing as he mentioned there they're hoping to hit about 20,000 euro by this evening which would be a fantastic achievement in its own right as well Colin Feely Rover's CEO also spoke at the AGM he delivered his CEO's report and I caught up with him during the week as well just to look back on it we trying to do over the last few months especially leading into the new season um, on the back of last year um, some of those things will be improving matching um, experience for the fans when we come to the showgrounds and we've already done a number of, of, of different things uh, the introduction of a new mega store for people to be able to walk in and feel the merchandise try it on have a look at the property um, it's a little bit better than what I suppose was there in the past when 
had to be served over a counter they couldn't go in and, and try anything on I couldn't see it in person um, so that was one slight improvement we feel that when enhanced people's experience um, then we have a bit of red support just introduced a, a coffee dock um, on the left hand side if you go into the side that's been a, a great help um, and it just means all match night revenue now stays inside the club which is a massive benefit as well um, and then some of the other stuff you know we're trying to do is attract new supporters to the showgrounds. We've been doing a social media campaign for the last couple of months, really tapping into uh, into the market where we see there's an opportunity for families, um, a real family club, um, community club that try and invite everyone in, no matter where they're from or or, or you know uh, their background or their interests. We want to get new people into the showgrounds or a welcoming club, and it's one which hopefully when they come in they, they enjoy it and they want to come again. And you did mention that social media campaign as well. You mentioned uh, Rovers having a presence on TikTok and the following on TikTok has increased by about 35%. Yeah, it was one of the areas where we hadn't really uh, done, done enough on, really. And it's a growing platform. I don't know, I'm not on it myself. You know, I hope I'm too familiar with it. But um, by all means, I think that younger generation, um, TikTok is the next up-and-coming social media platform. And it was very important to try and tap into that and increase our following on that and increase our content on it and uh, we brought in brought in someone there to, to do that for us so um, he's been a great help he's come in uh, Ryan Roberts is his name he's done some great work for us since early January since he started so we're delighted with it so far and hopefully we'll continue to grow that and our other uh, social media platforms and that really taps into a younger generation coming into the showgrounds and supporting Sligo Rovers as well. You highlighted youth involvement as well with uh, members at second, like second level students. Their membership has increased by over sixty percent in the off season too. Yeah, we think that's probably a follow on from we've, we've done a lot of work in the last few years in terms of maybe Super Reds, um, which is our season ticket season tickets for under twelve. And as they've sort of gone older, got older over the last few years, they've left primary school, probably gone into secondary school and, you know, they're already hooked on, on, on Rovers and they want to keep continuing and supporting us and to move on from that super ed ticket and into a secondary school ticket and we really see an increase now, this season in particular, um, from last year and the years before. Um, so it's great to have so many young people coming in and supporting Rovers and they'll be fans for life, uh, you'd have to think. So it's all about getting them in um, as well as to caveat that, making sure that it's still a safe environment for them all, you know. It's important that uh, children under 12 are accompanied by adults. Um, it's important that children over 12, you know, while they may not be accompanied by adults, that they come in, they enjoy the experience, but um, behaviour is also an important thing. And, you know, we, we do a lot around security and, and stewarding on mass night as well. It's important to, to make sure just um, that people coming into the showgrounds feel safe and feel comfortable coming with their families. So, that's one area. While those uh, secondary school students, um, their their presence has, has increased in the showgrounds and season tickets has gone up, it's also important for the club to make sure that um, we're all responsible and we come into the ground and we're well behaved. Yeah, and it all kind of feeds back into the bigger picture as well, Colin. Like you mentioned, the merchandise revenue and like having the club shop there, the coffee dock as well that the Bitter Red Supporters Trust have set up. It all kind of adds into the the whole welcoming experience that Sligo Rovers want the fans to to experience when they come in the gates. Yeah, it's vital that we do that. You know, you want people to come in and um, enjoy themselves. You know, if they want something, if they want a hot drink, they can get it. If they want hot food, they can get it. If they want, you know, a snack or refreshments, 
Um, it was a tough shot there as well from Noel McCrote and his great work over the last few years. So there's so much work going on. Some people may think, may not see it, and it's uh, certain things that, that have changed. But it's all stuff that we try and just make the overall match and experience better. And you know, we're crying out for uh, new people to come and support us and, and then stay with us on our journey, as, as we call it, um, over the next few years. And hopefully, with our new development to come, um, fingers crossed, we can get started on that as soon as possible. Um, and we'll only increase the match night experience again and hopefully a nice instead of stadium, whatever that may be. And finally, Colin, there was one other point raised at the AGM as well, and I'm sure it's a pressing question that's on everybody's mind, but could we see a return of Benny the Bull to the showgrounds anytime soon? Uh, hopefully, yeah. Look, uh, it's, it's another thing we're, we're working on. Um, you know, Benny the Bull has sort of been a, a famous or infamous character around the showgrounds in recent years, um, and... Not only that, we want to make it a fun night for uh, children in particular, their families, and that's one area for sure, amongst others that we're working on. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we, whether it's been in the boat or not, um, we can see something like that in the near future. Um, and we just keep on making small improvements over time, and ultimately um, it'll make everyone's night more enjoyable when they do come into, into the showgrounds for our games. Now, there you go. That could be uh, Benny the Bull returning to the showgrounds at the words of CEO Colin Feely. Uh, just a brief piece with him there, catching up on the uh, after the Sligo Rovers AGM that was held during the week. And finally now on the Rovers review, two Rovers Academy players in Eli Rooney and Niall Hulhan scored for the Republic of Ireland under-18 schoolboys during the week in their victory against Northern Ireland in Belfast. They can finish 2-1 to the Republic of Ireland. And another academy player, uh, Daniel Kelly, he also played for the Republic of Ireland in that game. He started at left back with the two boys uh, paired at centre-half in Eli Rudy and Niall Houlihan. And earlier this week, I spoke with Rovers' head of academy, Connor O'Grady, who said it was fantastic to see Sligo Rovers and Sligo Rovers' young players getting this kind of recognition on the international stage. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, we were very proud of them and delighted that they that they got to win. And obviously for them to get the two goals is is brilliant. And obviously for Daniel Kelly to be playing as well, left back, you know, three lads to start in the eleven was was brilliant. And and as I said, for the for the lads to score two goals and Eli to get a second goal of the, of the campaign, you know, it's it's a it's a great way to end, end the campaign for them. And um, you know, they'll be. Uh, I was chatting them last night. They're really happy after the game and, and delighted with the win. And obviously, to score for your country is a great honour. It certainly is a great honour, even to be called up to an international squad like that at such a young age. And the fact that Sligo Rovers have three players, as you mentioned, in Eli Rooney, Niall Hulhan, and Daniel Kelly as well, it's a big honour for the club too. Oh yeah, like I think first of all, it's a huge honour for the family and the school and the clubs they came from and. and Everything like that, but for us, like we we we're we're hugely uh, proud of the lads and all all our international players, girls and boys. Um, it's uh, it's it's so important for people to be recognised and 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 you know we've had Jody and Alice in France over the last week with the under 17s. You've Emma heading off today with the under 19 girls to Norway. So uh, we had Aaron Heaney against Latvia last uh, two weeks ago there with the 15. So like it's it's. It's something we we're really proud of, and it's great great for our academy to have our, our players playing at the highest level and representing their country. And um, yeah, long may it continue. And just as a head of academy, Connor, I'm sure it's an, ultimately it's a very busy role. But is this one of the highest priorities that would be on the club's list to get as many players underage playing at international level as possible? 
not really because it's not something we can control. Um, you know, it's out of our control, really, to be honest. It's just when it comes, we're delighted when it comes. I suppose it's probably going back to my own time here. We had a lot of brilliant players over here over the, in, in the years and, 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 you know, they never got probably the recognition they deserved internationally because they were probably too far away from Dublin. But I think, now, you know, everyone is, no matter what part of the country, and people are, are, are being recognised for, you know, for their abilities. And um, to answer your question, probably no, but we're, you know, when, when it comes along, we're really, we're really delighted and proud of it. And, you know, we, we make a big thing of it and we're not... We're not sorry. We make a big thing of it because it's, we, you know, it's something we're really, really happy with. And, and I think it's the, you know, we have Eli from two minutes away from the ground. We have Niall Hoolan from a, about an hour away, and you have Daniel Kelly an hour and a half away from the club. So again, it shows the, you know, the club has has, uh, has really spread out in the region, and, and to have three lads from Sligo Rovers but representing three different counties is uh, is, is brilliant. Absolutely, and when international recognition comes along, Connor, I'm sure you definitely won't say no to it. But it's another feather in the cap of the Academy of Sligo Rovers, which just seems to be going from strength to strength every year. Like we've everybody knows about the likes of Niall Mora and John Mahan, Ed McGinty, Johnny Kenny, but to name a few, and to see the success that they've gone on to achieve in their careers, and it seems like there's just a steady flow of players playing at the highest level coming through the Academy now. Well, look, I, I, I'm, I'm. Probably a bit of a killjoy. I don't. I never want to get too excited because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, look, we've got great coaches, as I said a million times. Um, the clubs are doing great work. The emerging talents doing great work. Um, you know, the lads are getting exposed. We have a committee and managers here in the past who are, who are giving young fellas a chance and young girls a chance. I think the big thing is that the lads have to be good enough and the girls have to be good enough, which they are. So you know, it's it's great that it's happening. And obviously, stepping in this year and Kaelin stepping in is, 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 has been really good and Conor Walsh made his debut at the end of last season and, you know I think what, what what happens is these lads coming behind and girls see the path and uh, you know they see that there's a chance here and look um, yeah it's going okay at the moment we're not going to get too excited uh, you know you know, every we take it week by week and, and year by year but yeah there's a lot of really good boys and girls coming through and it's just uh, you know hopefully that they, they can make it because the numbers like we've 120 between the boys and the girls and like you know the figure that make it is so small and uh, you know so it's 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 really down to hard work from all the individuals and all the coaches and, and the backing of the club which the club have really got behind the academy which has helped but again I go back to the exposure of these kids to week in week week in week in games against the best players in the country and, and training with the best players in, in the region week in and week out you know that's Sligo Rovers head of academy Connor O'Grady speaking to us here at Ocean FM Sport about Sligo Rovers young academy players breaking through on and finding that pathway, getting into the senior team, and then ultimately going on to get international recognition and getting a couple of caps for Ireland on the international stage. That's our lot now for the Rovers review this week. Don't forget to join us on Friday night as Sligo Rovers travel to Dundalk to take on Dundalk. It will be a tight game and it should be live here on Ocean FM Sport. But until then, we'll chat to you later. Even if, even if the sun ceases to rise, even if the wind stops to blow, The name of Sligo Rover will shine and shine forever. <laughs>
Ocean FM. 